Goosebumps number seven, Night of the Living Dummy by R.L. Stein. He walks. He stalks. He's no dummy. Lindy names the ventriloquist's dummy she finds Slappy. Slappy is kind of ugly, but he's a lot of fun. Lindy's having a great time learning to make Slappy move and talk. But Chris is jealous of all the attention her sister is getting. It's no fair. Why does Lindy always have all the luck? Chris decides to get a dummy of her own. She'll show Lindy. Then weird things begin to happen. Nasty things. Evil things. No way a dummy can be causing all the trouble. Or is there? Listener beware. You're you're in in for a scare. Nice kids. They're gonna love Dark Falls. Guys, I am so excited. Are you really? Yes, I I was just realizing how much I really love I know, this I, book. I love this book so much. This book is ridiculous. It really, really is. I love it's it. outrageous. I feel like this bo- well, okay. Hi, welcome to Welcome, welcome to, to Welcome to Deadcast. I'm Daniel Montgomery. I'm Matthew Scott Montgomery. Thank you so much for listening, listener. We love Goosebumps more than anything else. We just love it so much. And this this is one of my favorites yeah i think this is it's not maybe not this book by itself necessarily but the fact that it introduces slappy and that it becomes a thing of night of the living dummy i i think this is one of those books that the moment i saw it i knew the moment i I saw it i knew it was going to be one of my favorites (laughs) and i immediately i immediately identified with it because i think I think it's the greatest Goosebumps cover in, in, it is. in the series. It is. It's fantastic. It was the desktop of my it, computer for scar- a very long time. It's the scariest too. It is. It's so frightening. Light. I feel like this is an iconic cover that everyone knows. If they if they even like loosely know Goosebumps, they know the Night of the Living, Night of the Living Dummy cover. So yes. if someone's listening to this and they don't know what the cover looks like, Google you know, it. Drop your pants and Google it right now because it Get is, out from under that rock. Yeah, I know, right? It's and so great. And Google it. I was telling someone about our podcast yeah. and they said, oh no, but Goosebumps scares me so much. That cover with that dummy used to give me nightmares. Yeah, if there's a cover that gives you nightmares, it's... And I had my laptop with me at the time and I said, this cover? And I... <laughs> I turned my computer around and it's the background of my computer. It was for a long time with Slappy's face. Slappy's face is gorgeous on this cover. Gorgeous. He, uh, what, what, what I was like go- a hundred teeth. But what I was going to say was I felt like I looked like him. Oh. Or like I, I, I could identify with him because I have light. We have light eyes and I dark mean, I hair. I guess that means I look like him too. Twinsies. We're just like Chris and Lindy. We are. We are Chris and Lindy. Who's Chris? Who's Lindy? Who's I'm, Chris? Let's, you're Lindy, I'm Chris. You think? <laughs> I think so. You really think yeah, so? Yeah, it's like, you're the one who was your idea in the first place, and I'm doing, like, some annoying version of, like, trying to impersonate you, and, like, my hair is stupider, and you're, like, a little bit... I'm, like, on the surface more annoying and evil, but at the end of the day, you're actually more evil, like Lindy is. 
Mm, actually, you're probably <laughs> right. <laughs> I think I am, Lindy. I think I am. I think with us, it's like if you meet me, it's like, oh, that's that annoying train wreck of a guy. But what you see is what you get. And if you meet you, you're like, oh my God, he has it all together. He has all together. He's so he's nice. So and evil. then when you get to know me, you know that I'm a total mess. I'm completely insane. And I have lots of problems. And I, you know I'm a mess immediately when you meet me. <laughs> Just like Chris. But somehow you pull it together for the talent show, you know? <laughs> Do I? I don't know. Um, the listener is probably confused if you haven't read this book and don't understand who we're talking about. You know about. what? I have to give a shout out to some, to some people real quick. We'll do it. Um, Damien and Shane, what's up, you guys? Sorry, I haven't had hey, an Damien and Shane. sooner. Um, I think, uh, Damien was all caught up and was like, what, what are new episodes? Mm. I'm like, it's, I can get them as He wrote that on my Facebook wall. And Shane was just like jogging and running to us. So I hope you're jogging and running for your life right now, Shane. So what was I, what was I saying? I was just talking about the cover and saying how much we love this. Yes. Um, Slappy is such a, is is the iconic Goosebumps character. Mm. He really is. Besides that skeleton. Curly. 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 Yeah. But he was never in a book, so it doesn't really matter. Explain who Curly is quickly. Well, um, when they had t- uh, like anthologies called Tales to Give You Goosebumps, I think the first one's called Tales to Give You Goosebumps, and then it was more Tales to Give You Goosebumps, yes. and it was more and more, and then even more, and if, things if, like that. If you see our picture for Welcome to Deadcast, that is one of the covers. That is the cover of Tales to Give You Goosebumps. That's right. Oh, those are so good. They're wow, so we should do those in a special <gasps> episode and dig those up. We should. I, you know, I need to look those up online in order to I do too. I do sure too. Anyway, um, uh, you know, they're 10 short stories, um, and, they, and they came out in the 90s, and they'd be like a pack with a pair of underwear, and a pack with like a monster hand. Or like a book light. Yeah, and you would, and you would like special buy book it. Book lights, You'd special wow. buy it. Um, but what, what was I going to say? Oh, it's <laughs> Who a, Curly the, is. Curly is, the, there's like a skeleton dude on the cover of all of them, excluding the one we just mentioned, and... He has tiny not, glasses and like a sort of mohawk of hair and, and a, bow tie. a bow tie. And if I'm not mistaken, I think there's like a little intro and outro of the books of the Tales to Give You Ones where it's like, it's me, Curly. I think you're right. Um, which I love that shit. But, but he is, Curly was for a while in a lot of the merchandise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used him a lot. But they, they but And they did like the Mud Monster and Cuddles the Hamster. And a horror from Horrorland was one they would use a lot. Yes, too. use that one a lot. The but, Mummy. But. The main one, the major one, is Slappy. I feel like the Haunted Mask is up there. The Haunted Mask is up there too. I think you're right. I had a big. You remember? I had a big, huge Slappy head pillow. I remember. Oh man, I it just gives me the wongs. Yeah, we need to look that up on like eBay or whatever. Oh gosh, I just love Slappy so much. But the so this book is obviously he's gorgeous. You guys Google the cover. He is gorgeous. Yeah, man, he's beautiful. It is really terrifying, actually. It is. It's a very genuinely shocking. I feel like this book though is a Friday the Thirteenth in that. That's what I was gonna say. And I don't think we're jumping the shark by saying this now. I don't think so. Friday the 13th, if you're like in like a layman or something, and it's like, oh, that's like Jason. You know what I mean? Like Jason with his hockey mask killing teens. But everyone knows that Friday the 13th, I mean, if you've seen Scream, you obviously know this. Right. But Friday the 13th, Jason isn't isn't really in it. It's no. it's Mrs. Voorhees. And then Jason the hockey mask doesn't show up to the third doesn't movie. Doesn't show up anyway. to the third movie anyway. Anyway, so. but what my point is we have Slappy on the cover of this book and, and it's you like, think it should be about Slappy the whole time, not. but it's not. It's about Mr. Wood. It's about Mr. Wood. Slappy doesn't well, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. But like Slappy's not the main villain. He's, he's not, not the, he's not the main he villain. He really doesn't and hit his stride so, until Night Living Dummy 2. And it's so hard to watch 
Uh, well, I was, when as soon as you said Night of Living D- Dummy two, it made me think of the TV show because right. they did not do a Night of Living Dummy episode. They, just they did Night of like Living Dummy two. That's I think that's because of Slappy, and how how iconic Slappy is. So why would they do Mister Wood? Yeah, that's true. You know, they just jump right to Night Night of Living Dummy two. Sure. But what I was gonna say, and I said the word watch instead of read, but it was so hard to read this book. I completely understand. It's so hard to read this you book read and this not book and you not, picture Slappy. You yeah, think you're, Slappy. You're not picturing Mr. Wood. You're not. You don't want Mr. Wood. No. No. God, one wants can you believe the name of that dummy is Mr. Wood? That's a dumbass name. God, I think it's hilarious. Actually, yeah, I'm, you're right. It's so Let's funny. It there like are that. so many jokes in this book, terrible jokes, and you know I wrote them all down, and we're going to go through them. There's one part that made me cackle like a real witch. Oh, I cackled a couple times. Mm-hmm. I, I was, remember giggling like a bitch when I read this when I was a oh, kid. I, I, was, I was a real giggle bitch. I was, <laughs> I was a real cackle witch. Yeah, that giggler when we, cackle when we witch, were ba- witch. When we were babies, our mother said that she would wake up and come to our room to wake us up in our crib, and she'd she'd come to our crib, and we were already awake, cackling like witches. But we were in separate cribs, and we would stare at each other through the bars and just cackle like <laughs> chubby little witches going. <laughs> so cute. We are so cute. Google us. Google so this us. book came out in May 1993. <laughs> okay. It's again Spread we're it doing the every other month here. Mm-hmm. May 1993. This book is all about twins. Twinsies. Twinsies. All about twins. And I felt like reading this book, I should identify with it more than I do. Yeah. With the characters. I still just feel like I identify with Slappy for some reason. <laughs> oh, or is it Mr. Wood? Just call Lol. me Mr. Wood. Lol. That should be my okay Cupid name. Ew. I'm just kidding. The book is about um, Chris, and, Chris and Lindy Powell. Mm-hmm. They're twins. Why don't you describe Chris and Lindy to the listener? Well... Um, they're 12, of course. Every protagonist in Goosebumps history is 12 years old. They're blonde, and I guess the thing that you can like tell them apart is, is like Lindy has long hair and Chris has short hair. And Chris wears her short work wears hers very short with their broad foreheads and round blue eyes and, and their, their dimples, dimples in, in their, their cheeks. cheeks. And they blush easily with those pink circles on pale cheeks. I just love giving the descriptions. I just do. Um, so it starts off uh, with Lindy and Chris in their room. And Lindy's reading a book. Chris is chomping on her green bubble gum. I've always remembered that. When I think of this book, I think of green bubble gum. And they're, we immediately find out that they are super competitive. Competitive. Yeah. And very sarcastic with each other. They're, they're actually kind of brats. They're not. They are brats. They just nip at each other's heels. They really are. Are not likable little girls. They're not. They're all stay so- tucked away till the <laughs> prohibition of little girls. <laughs> little girls. I'm wondering right now whether you're gonna put in the the Kathy Bates version or the what? The Kathy Bates version. All right. All right. They're all stay tucked away till the prohibition of. That's the T. Yes. Um, so their mother comes in and hears them bickering and says, oh, why don't you just go ride your bike or take Barky for a walk? Introducing another dog. Another named- black Boston or black terrier, terrier named Barky. It's getting gratuitous guys, at this point. R.L. Stein's not even trying. He's not even trying. He's not even trying. 
Barky. Barky literally only exists in this book to be choked, choked by, by a like dummy. Half a page. To be choked by a dummy. I, I remember getting to that point, which we will get to, and thinking, this isn't violent. It is. It's very violent. Shockingly violent. Anyway, so. Barky. Barky. So Barky. Chris and Lindy decide, they decide to get out of the house and get some fresh air. Maybe walk by the school. See if. Robbie's there. Oh, oh, Chris has a crush on Robbie. I forgot but about Robbie. they end up going next door. There is a, the house next door to them is under construction. The house that built me. Mm-hmm. And they decide to walk around that house and walk around. And this is something that happens in this first chapter. I I think of all the time. And uh, Lindy says to Chris, "Oh, watch out! Don't step on nails. If you step on one, you'll get lockjaw and die." What does that mean? And that phrase has stuck with me forever. Really? Get lockjaw. Does lockjaw mean your jaw is locked? Yes, that's what it means. I hate that. I read that. I remember reading that when I was young and thinking, I don't understand that. I don't like that. I was scared by it. I was probably scared more by stepping How on a nail than by a dummy. stepping on a nail give you lockjaw? You step on a rusty old nail and it gives you, you know, that's why you would get a tetanus shot or whatever. You don't get a tetanus shot. It goes in your bloodstream and freezes your jaw or something. Oh, I And you get locked jaw. No wonder this book gave kids nightmares. I think that's what it means. Listener, if you if that's not what you think or not what you know, then please um, tweet us at Carry On Podcast. I yeah. made that joke last time, I but I think it's, it's still pretty it's funny. It's not a joke anymore. Tweet us at Mary Kate Ashtray or um, Bowling for Tiffany. Now let's get back to Liss and Grindy. <laughs> Chris and Lindy, uh, they the first scare of the book. I promise I'll go faster. Okay, but the first scare of the book is a tiny squirrel. We're moving past that. <laughs> Very tiny squirrel. Um, Chris loses Lindy for a second and finds her rummaging through a big black dumpster. Girls why is girls. why is dumpster capsul- capitalized in this book? It was yes. Is dumpster supposed to be capitalized? Maybe it's a 90s thing. I mean, I remember when I worked for LA Dumpster Rental for one day. Now I know I'm going to be sick. I don't even want to finish that sentence. Don't even want to finish that sentence. What sentence? And uh, Chris sees Lindy pulling a <gasps> a tiny little brown-haired body out of the dumpster. Is it a child? No, it's a dummy. Kind of dark. Now this dummy is who we, who we come to know as this Slappy. This is Slappy. Yes, Sla- now th- yes. This is how Slappy yes. is described. Oh and I want yes. I want to go into description about how Slappy is described because, because in the TV not, show, that's not it's not how he is. We won't even get it. Stick to that. the source material. Stick to, we'll get to that yeah. in Night of Living Dummy 2 and 3. Zane's better than being in Zane. That's true. He has brown hair painted on his head. Mm-hmm. Picture that, girls. He has a gray, gray double-breasted breasted suit with, with a white, white collar, collar, blue eyes, eyes, bright red painted lips, curved into an eerie smile, a chip on his lower lip, and big brown leather shoes. He wears a brown tie. Um, okay, and also, is this the case, or is this just Mr. Wood where... The white sh- there's a white shirt, but it's painted on his chest, and it's not an actual shirt. No, no, that's not that's not the case with Mr. Wood. That's the case with Slappy. Okay, thank you. Because Mr. Wood is wearing a Freddy sweater. That's true. Um, what I thought was interesting was how Arlstein describes how this dummy works. The how it actually works. Yeah, there's a you pull a string in the back to move the mouth up and down, and then there's a lever or a lever that you flip back and forth to make his eyes go back and right. forth. You know, I guess that's not so complicated. I've to never me. actually held a ventriloquist. Me dummy. neither. And I don't think that's a thing that kids have or play with. Why is Ar- why does Arlstein try and make it happen so hard? I'm because glad he does. I'm thrilled, but probably because he's old and like he grew up in the 50s or something, and that's like what they did. I don't know. 
Uh, Lindy immediately names him Slappy and says she wants to make him say sassy I like things. She just like arbitrarily calls him that, There's and like, that's it no. for the rest of time. Magic. And Chris even says, "Why Slappy?" And Lindy says, "Come over here and I'll slap you, <laughs> bitch." <laughs> On the twelfth of never. And Chris says, but uh, why do you want that dummy? I'm a, I was always the one that played with marionettes. And Lindy says, yeah, but you weren't any good at it. Bitch. Wow. Lindy decides she wants to keep Slappy and create an act with him and perform at, perform at birthday parties. Yes. Wow. So they're walking down the street with Slappy. The two kids show up, the Marshall kids, Amy and Ben, who are just redheaded and cute. Mm -hmm. And they just love Slappy. He's so silly and fun. And uh, Lindy immediately puts on a little show, and they just make a great impression. How could you not love Slappy with his painted on brown hair and blue eyes? Why do they, on the cover of the book, it's clearly green eyes. Like, it wasn't that hard. Why don't we just make it blue? You know I agree with you. Okay. I don't know. I don't know why. Okay. Maybe I should tweet T. Jacobus. Tweet him. Does he have a Twitter? I don't know. I bet he does. Well, he Slappy's makes such a huge hit with the Marshall kids that Mrs. Marshall calls and asks Lindy to perform at Amy's birthday party for <laughs> twenty bucks. I could use twenty bucks. I was thinking. I was like, wow, twenty bucks. That's pretty good. Right? Um, so it's a week later. It turns out Lindy has brought Slappy to school. And Chris thought, that's a dumb idea. People are going to call her a nerd. But everybody went crazy for Slappy. They thought went Slappy wild. Went, oh, yes. Mm. They thought Slappy was so sexy and so Ooh. cool. Even Robbie, Chris's yeah, that, that's crush. That's a line in the book, right? Arl Stein says all the kids thought Slappy was <laughs> so sexy. <laughs> I'm going to try and make this book as sexy as possible. <laughs> Chris has had a crush on Robbie for two years, and he thinks Slappy is super cool. Ooh, George is it Glass. Chris is so Jan. And yeah. Lindy is so Marsha. Yeah, it's just like you and me. <laughs> I'm so Jan. I'm so Marsha. That's not, you know, that's not the case. I know. That's not real. I know. Um, I, I love Jan. I, do too. I don't love Chris, but girl, I love Jan. George Glass, George Tropicana. That's funny. I've, I've never, never heard, heard of a George, George Glass at our school. No, I mean, Glass. George Glass. That's funny. I've never heard of a George Glass at our school. That's because he's a transfer student. He came in the last week of school. He's really good looking, and he thinks I'm super cool. Sure, Jan. That's from a very Brady sequel, and if you don't know that, stop listening. Yeah, unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Um, Lindy decides she wants to practice for the family, and Chris all of a sudden asks, bursts out loud, can I get a dummy too? Now that's like me. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Can, they did have a spaghetti dinner, and we would have spaghetti dinners all the time. We would. It's true. And you know what? I didn't like it at the time, but now when I think about it, it sounds pretty good. A spaghetti dinner? Yeah. I'm so hungry that right now. garlic bread. Why am I always so hungry when oh we record gosh, this? Oh my gosh, can I tell you guys? I was thinking about juice. You don't have a choice. I was thinking about juice today and how much I just love juice what? so much. <gasps> really? Yes. Isn't this fascinating, you guys? I have something more fascinating. Well... You just wait, Lindy. Can I get a dummy too? <laughs> I was thinking about when we were tiny little cheering, we would make, um, <laughs> we would have Coca-Cola Classic and mm -hmm. Cran Apple Juice. Oh, you guys. You, you, 
throw it down, is, throw down your iPod, throw down your laptop, and go to the store. Get classic Coca Cola. Most decadent. Coke and cranberry juice mixed together is delicious. It wasn't, was it cran apple juice? It was cran apple juice. Cran apple juice and Coke together is just. Oh, it made me say, "Damn and, it!" And it's got this like crystal red color that really makes you want to ooey. It's ooey. so elegant. Yeah, it's yeah, it's so. It's masculine. so deep and rich. What I was gonna say is, I learned what the flavor of bubblegum is today. What is it? Try and describe the flavor of bubblegum to me. No, come on. It's hard, isn't it? It's this is what the flavor of bubblegum is. Are you ready? Candy. If you mix all these flavors together, you get the flavor of bubblegum. Shut gum. up. Tell me right it now. It is strawberry, cherry, pineapple, lemon, I think maybe orange, uh, root beer, follow me, cinnamon and clove. And if you mix all this together, it creates bubblegum. That's a bubblegum flavor. How did you remember all that? I have a really good memory. Wow. Strawberry, lemon, Pineapple, cherry, maybe, root beer, maybe orange. I maybe can't remember. Orange and cloves put together. Yes, that's the flavor of bubble gum. Mm, I want some Coke and cranapple juice and some bubble gum right now. Right? Mm, yummy. Oh yes. That's got me saying damn. So uh, Chris says, "Can Green I have a dummy too?" And Lindy gum. goes, "Ugh, you always copy everything I do, bitch. Why don't you find something of your own for once? Go upstairs and work on your junk jewelry <laughs> collection. That's your hobby. Let me be the ventriloquist. <laughs> junk jewelry connect collection. I, I think of." A ventriloquist is this thing that I guess every kid knows what it is, but I don't remember when you learn what a ventriloquist is. You just know. It's just ingrained. Ventriloquist. Ventriloquism. Ventriloquy. Ven the art of ventriloquy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but we learned that Chris has a junk jewelry... This comes into play later. Junk mm. jewelry collection. And R.L. Stein has some choice words about that, but we will get there. Mr. Powell, who... The parents in this book are annoyed 24-7 with the kids. They are. This they is, are constantly this is annoyed. also your quintessential... Classic. Look it up in the dictionary. You know, the, they, every time they tell the parents something spooky's happening... The parents they don't believe them. The parents don't believe them, and it, like, stops happening the second the parents walk in the room. Well, Mr. Powell suggests that they share Slappy. And Chris is like, that kind of sounds like a good work. And Lindy's pissed. Right. And Chris says, well, can I hold Slappy? And then Slappy says, beat it, Chris. Get lost, you stupid moron. <laughs> and then slaps the shit out of her face. Slaps her real hard across the face. I thought about those slaps. This hard wooden hand slaps. <laughs> it's got to hurt so bad. Like a bitch. Now, how, what do you think? You stupid moron. What you, your stupid, stupid mind. mind. What do you think Slappy's voice sounds like? Or even Mr. Woods. What do you think the voice sounds like? Now, it's in, so in hard the, to unhear the TV show. The TV show is like, like, hey, what are you, it's a gangster. What are you doing? It's like a 40s gangster. It, it's the voice of Wolverine, right? Is it the voice of Wolverine? It's like the same guy who's like a voice actor who like does it. I think you just think that because there's that moment at the end of Stay Out of the Basement, all the flowers start talking. I'm aware of that. And one of them is the Wolverine voice and one of them is Slappy's voice. Do you think it's the same actor? I'm going to look it up. You start telling the story and I'm going to Google it. Okay, well, um, Slappy slaps Chris's face, and Lindy goes, I s it wasn't me. I swear it wasn't me. This is one that, yeah. And then on. she apologizes, and then gives Chris, you know, let Chris have Slappy, and... The crankiest of creatures in the whole wide world. The next cartoon feature Slappy the Squirrel. Enough already. That's Slappy. The crankiest of creatures in the whole wide world. Cartoon features Slappy the Squirrel. And enough 
with the singing already. Do you know the last time I looked up that song and listened to it? Yesterday. Oh, wow. Yes, work. I did. I had to sing at this audition today. Oh, you did? How did it I, go? It went very well. Oh, that was that audition today. I had to sing at this audition today, and we had to come up with our... We, they said, come up with a 30 to 60 second song. That's a long song. And that was part of my inspiration. And at the very end of that song, we used a little flavor of that. Good. So I love that. That's I'm Slappy from Animaniacs, you. by the way. Um, cut to, it's the middle of the night. Chris is having dreams about someone chasing her. Mm. Who is it? Who is it? And then she wakes up and sees Slappy. And Slappy's sitting there. He sits at the same spot for most of the whole book. In a chair by the window, by the billowing curtains. You get in the picture. In his own little corner in his own little chair. Where he can be whatever he'd like to be. We're and his, this episode. his eyes glow in the yellow moonlight when she wakes up. And it scares him. And she goes over. I'm scared. You scared me. She goes over to Slappy after she wakes up from this nightmare. And is like, you're creeping me out. But you're just a dummy. You're just a dummy. And pushes Slappy over, but then Slappy reaches up and grabs her arm. I don't remember this. And then it turns out it was just Lindy hiding behind the chair or something. Now I remember And then he says, I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. Check out that duck costume. It's my costume. And then they decide to go back to sleep, but Slappy's eyes still glowed. And reading this, I was like, do they literally glow? Or is that just like... I don't know. That's a good question. There's also a part later where it says... And then Slappy, or Mr. Wood, smiled a creepy smile. But I'm like, does that mean the wood in his face actually stretched to a smile? I'm going to choose to believe no. I'm going to yeah. choose to believe that's just the way it is. And R.L. Stein is choosing to use those descriptive okay. you know, verbs. Yeah. Well, uh, Chris says to herself, why does he have to grin like that? Ooh! So the next day, uh, Lindy and Chris come home early from chorus rehearsal. And their dad is home early. What? That's so weird. He's He and mom are making meatloaf. And Chris goes up to her room. Oh, it's not the same voice. I've been I knew it. This whole time. I knew it. Oh man. Anyway, Chris goes up to her room. Dernmit. And drops off her backpack, and then she sees sitting next to Slappy is another dummy holding hands. <laughs> Woo! This whole book, I had a little secret fantasy that Mr. Wood and Slappy were in love. I know that they were. Holding hands, I thought that was no so cute. No wonder we love this book so much. <laughs> we identified with it. Woo, twins. Gay witches. Yeah. So Mr. Powell comes upstairs and says, uh, yeah, I got him from a pawn shop. Now, this is important. Okay. From a pawn shop on the corner across from his office, the owner was glad to get rid of him. Ooh. And it's Mr. Wood. Introduce Mr. Wood. Now, Mr. Mr. Wood. Mr. Wood has red hair. And looked just like Slappy. So much so that Chris is like, I bet they were made by the same company. And instead of a, a gray suit, uh, Mr. Blue Wood is wearing... denim jeans and a red and green flannel shirt with white high-top sneaks. That doesn't sound unlike Chucky, does it? I didn't realize that to right I now. I guess not, but I think a red and green flannel shirt. Now, I saw it as a plaid that was red and green. Are you thinking it was striped? You know what? I was thinking it was striped, but you're right. I've always thought it was a plaid flannel, ever since I was a little girl. <laughs> uh, what? What's? The, I have a question. Yes. Is Mr. Wood's hair painted on like Slappy's, or is it like like fuzzy hair that sticks up? Because later it says his hair was matted down. You're right. You're you're absolutely right. I think then in that case it was uh, uh, painted it, on. I mean, uh, I mean. 
Sorry, fluffy, I got, fluffy, I got distracted because I'm Googling, Googling right now. Of... No, Good Guys. I was looking for what the name of the doll, Chucky. Cup. I just watched it last week. I should know these you things. You know, right? I, is the remake any good? I was wondering if I should watch that. Not the. Re- it's not a remake. It's a sort of reboot. It's not even a reboot. It's just like another Is it one. worth watching? Um, No. Okay. But it's gorgeous. You know, it might be worth watching. If, if it's free, it's worth watching. Okay. Gorgeous. Because Chucky looks gorgeous in this. I think dummies are gorgeous. Well, um, Dammies. Chris is so happy with Mr. Wood. Um, and Lindy is pissed. She's not having it. She says, well, you know what? I already have a job with Slappy. And you're just getting started. You're just she a is, beginner. She's making the big bucks, actually. And Chris says, you know what? Mr. Wood is much better looking than Slappy. Mr. Wood is cool looking. That gray suit in your dummy is the pits. Pits landing. And Lindy says, oh, you think that ratty old shirt is cool looking? Yuck. That old dummy probably has worms. You have worms. Your dummy won't be funny because you don't have a sense of humor. Oh, yeah? I must have a sense of humor to put up with you, don't I? Copycat. Copycat. This is the type of thing that they do with each other. Scene. It's kind of fun. It's fun now. When I was reading it, I was... reading it, I was rolling my eyes right out of their sockets. Maybe because I was tired at night when I was reading it, and I was like, I don't have time for these little bitches. So next day, Chris is rummaging through her junk jewelry collection. This is how Arl Stein describes her rummaging through it. Are you how ready? How does she describe? How does he describe? Trying on the beads. Chris was rummaging through her junk jewelry collection. Try- Trying on the beads. Junk jewelry collection is hard to say. Junk jewelry collection. Trying on the beads. Fingering, fingering the dozens of little charms. charms running her fingers over the plastic bracelets. bracelets jangling, jangling the earrings. earrings. It's so sexy. We should probably sex. read it again. Sex. 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 I'm a woman, Ernest. What is that? Don't pretend you're not aware of it. What? You're a powerful, sexual being, Ernest. Yeah. Yes, you are. And if I never told you before, it's because I just wasn't the sort of girl that could say the word sexual without blushing. Well, I can now. Sexual. Sensual. Sexy. Sex. 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 Rummaging through her junk jewelry collection. Trying on the beads, fingering the dozens of little charms, running her fingers over the plastic bracelets, jangling the earrings. Woo! Well, she's she's in the middle of fingering her charms, and Cody Matthews comes over, her best friend. Is he the one with that straight, white blonde hair, pale gray eyes, and the slender, a serious face? That's the one. Hi, Cody. Cody comes over because she wants to try her Mr. Wood act on him. You said it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, after she's done fingering her charms. <laughs> so they go to the I backyard. Can't wait till she jangles her earrings. They go to the backyard. This is this is Chris's Mr. Wood act. How are you today, Mr. Wood? Pretty good. Knock wood. Mr. Wood, why were you standing in front of the mirror with your eyes closed? I wanted to see what I look like when I'm asleep. Oh, it is not good. And Chris Cody, Cody straight up tells her it's not funny and that you and your sister are weird, Chris. Cody consistently says that throughout the book. He's calling them out all the time. Like, all the time. Not, 
And Chris says, yeah, I know it's weird. I just, um, I just want to prove I'm better than Lindy. <laughs> yeah. There's really no pretense about it. It's Tell like it like it is. Tell it like it is. So that night, Chris and Lindy have a bitchy conversation. Yeah. And Chris lies and says, Cody thought my act was great. He laughed so much. He was crying. He was laughing so hard. And then Lindy said, sure, Jen. Yeah, sure, Jen. And Chris says, uh... Well, I gotta go to bed. I laid out my Betsy Johnson skirt and, and blouse. Was, is it, was it her silk blouse? Blouse. She laid out for the dress-up party in Miss Finch's f- class tomorrow to say goodbye to student teacher Margot. Margot. Arlstein loves that name. Well, uh, so she lays out her beautiful outfit, and the next morning, Chris freaks out because oh, no. Mr. Wood is gone. He's not sitting in the chair holding hands with Slappy. Oh, man. And where is Mr. Wood? Do you remember where he is? Isn't he standing... He's hanging on the doorknob wearing her skirt and silk blouse. That's Mr. Right. Wood, he wanted to try on her skirt. For some reason, I saw him like with a hand on a hip cocked out with the other arm leaning up against the doorknob in a high fashion pose. Looking completely flawless? Yeah, looking completely gorgeous. That sounds like my Mr. Wood. Yeah. That sounds like the Mr. Wood I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, but it's, her blouse is wrinkled. And, and she says, Lindy, why did you do that? And Lindy said, it wasn't me, I swear. I swear, Chris, I would never do that. So the next day, Lindy is helping Chris with her Mr. Wood act. And Cody and Alice are there. Alice is Lindy's friend. Alice is tall, skinny, with straight black hair. Snub nose. And, and a that- pretty, pretty heart-shaped mouth wearing white shorts with a bright blue midriff top. I told you this book was all about sex. Wow, she's really, yeah. That pretty Cupid's bow mouth. Cupid's bow mouth? <laughs> yeah. Lord. Lindy is bragging about how awesome she's going to be at Amy Marshall's birthday birthday party that afternoon it's gonna be great and alice says you guys are weird and everybody else at school thinks you're weird and she says why don't you guys to do a show together and lindy says yeah maybe maybe when chris is ready <laughs> and then cody says yeah you guys should do a show together there'd be four dummies on stage <laughs> so lindy says why don't i help you with with and show you how, how, how to do Mr. Wood. Give me some tips. I'll show you how to finger your charms. And so Lindy grabs Mr. Wood. And when she gets Mr. Wood from Lindy, Mr. Wood growls and says, You're a jerk. You're a stupid jerk, stupid moron. Get lost. Get lost, stupid jerk. And Lindy says, Stop him. Stop him. He's doing it himself. Oh. Is this one of those moments where clearly there is a dummy? Wait, have we read the magic words yet? No, this hasn't happened yet. I'm telling you. This hasn't happened yet. No magic words yet. Okay. What were you going to say? I don't remember. Is this one of those moments where? I just got snapped at. I don't remember, I don't remember what I was going to say. I didn't mean to snap at you. Okay. I was just, I was just saying. My, we, should, we should call Daniel snappy. Oh. I was snapping because I was like, we should get this going. Let's get it going. You're right. Uh, I won't snap at you again. Okay. That snappy. So, Lindy comes back from Amy's party, and it's a huge success. I know. People go crazy for it. I remember They even the did their rap routine. Yeah, they, they, he was, they were rap singers. I would pay top dollar to see Lindy in slappy rap. I would pay tippity top dollar. Chris is super jealous, and but she tells Lindy that, you know what? While you were gone, I got a phone call, and it turns out I was asked to be the master, me and Mr. Wood, um... Uh, the Mr. Wood and I were asked... We're going to be master of scaremonies. At, at the, the spring school. concert. Lol. Mm. 
Um, so now Lindy's a little jealous. <laughs> and Chris is feeling her, she's feeling her oats. Yeah, that's what she's feeling. How is she, though? That night, Chris and Lindy go upstairs, and when they get upstairs, Slappy's hanging upside down. His shoes are thrown off. Oh, his suit, suit jacket, jacket is, is pulled, pulled down, down, trapping his arms. Mr. Wood is above Slappy, choking him. Sex. Sex. Choking Mr. Mr. Wood is choking Slappy. Fifty shades of slap. <laughs> and Lindy says, Chris, why would you do that? Your dummy is evil. I'm kind of scared about this. <laughs> I wrote that down because I thought that was so funny that Lindy goes, I'm, I'm kind, kind of scared, scared about this. He's a botanist. He, he studies, studies plants. Um, they go to tell their mom that something weird is going on. Mom. Mom. And mom is reading a Stephen King book. Does this happen in a few Goosebumps books? I don't think so. I, I, I just remember I this. love that there's a Stephen King reference. And doesn't she shout out to Cat. Shout, shout out to Cat. Shout, shout out to Cat. Jean. Doesn't she get like really scared or something when she She does. She's like, oh, oh. And dad's out of town or something. I wonder what books she was reading. And Gerald's Games. It's You guys, you should read Gerald's Game. It is so good. Woo. And they say, Mom, Mom, Mr. Wood was strangling Slappy. And he's saying really, really gross things and whatever. And she's like, stop, 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 stop. You guys are always competing. Stop, Not, uh, no- stop, stop, stop. May tag, May tag. Is that the tag. song you sang today? It was stop, 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 stop. That's definitely not it. And the mom says, not another word about those dummies. You better, if, you, if I hear another word about those oh, dummies. Oh, no, she better don't. I'll take them away. Oh, no, she better don't. Chris says, you know what? I'm going to put Mr. Wood in the closet. But then when she wakes up, Mr. Wood is back in the chair with his arms around Slappy. Oh, what did they do last night? Just slapped it around? They're in love. (laughs) So cut to uh, Mr. Wood and Chris practicing their routine for the spring concert. And this is their routine. Are you ready? This is it. Now, Mr. Wood, do you go to school? Of course I do. Do you think I'm a demi? And what's your favorite class? Who would shop, of course. What project are you building in shop class, Mr. Wood? I'm building a girl dummy. What else? Ah ha ha. Think I want to spend the rest of my life on your lap. Warp, warp. I thought about that for a while. It's like, oh, so he's going to sit on her lap when he gets a girl dummy. I thought about dummy sex. <laughs> wow, do you know what the best dummy sex is, hands down? In the ten, that movie, the ten with Winona Ryder. Oh yeah, gosh, that scene is so hysterical. It's absolutely amazing. 
there is this scene with Winona Ryder and she's actually in love with the dummy. She's on her honeymoon with her actual human husband and falls in love with a really crass dummy. Yes. And they end up having sex. It is hysterical. It's so funny. Well, she's practicing that terrible routine. Chris comes home and says... Lindy comes home and says, guess what? I got them confused. Uh, shame on me. I'm a twin. Uh, Just guess what? I'm going to be on the, t- I'm going to be on channel three. For that special TV show, Superstar, or whatever they call it. And Chris says out loud to herself, why does everything good happen to Lindy? I'm hosting a stupid concert for maybe a hundred parents and she's going to be on TV. I'm just as good as she is, maybe better. And then she slams Mr. Wood down on the ground. And then she says, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean to. I, I swear I didn't mean to. His cold eyes, unforgiving. Sexy. And then, so that night, this is, this is when things start getting good. That night, Lindy wakes up when she hears Chris go downstairs and she, she well, Chris goes downstairs, Lindy wakes up, she hears a scream. Oh. And when she gets downstairs, there is a scene in the kitchen. There is. There is there quite a scene. spilled milk, there's broken eggs, there's Everything vegetables. Everything in that fridge is spread. Everything on the fridge is spread on the ground and, and it's covered in junk jewelry. Yeah, it is. All her jewels, all her earrings, all her finger charms. And sitting on top of that trash is Mr. Wood wearing the jewelry, necklaces, earrings, and sitting in his lap is the plate of Gorgeous. leftover chicken. That is so funny to it's me. It's absolutely hysterical. I love it. Mr. Wood wearing those those earrings, just striking a pose on top of that chicken. Finish my chicken. So they wake up their mom. Winner, winner, chicken. And dinner. they both of them swear it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. The dummy did it. it. Wasn't the dummy me, did I it. Promise. And Mrs. Powell th- says, "All right, I've had enough, ladies. I'm taking the dummies away." They say, "No, no, no. Oh, we'll clean it up." Please, please, uh, Ma'am. we'll clean it up. Ma'am. Mom. So they clean it up, are still freaked out because they don't know who's doing this. Uh-uh. It's got it's got to be Mr. Wood. It has to be Mr. Wood. None of, neither one of them could have possibly done that. And as Chris falls asleep, she hears in, she puts Mr. Wood in the closet and she hears in the closet Mr. Wood saying, Let me out. Let me out. Let me out of here. Please. Let me out of here. Please let me out of here. Let me out of here. And she's, Lindy, Lindy, wake up. And Lindy says, you were probably just dreaming. And Chris starts crying those hot tears. It's so serious. I was crying the other day. And I, my tears weren't hot. They were cold tears running down my face. How nice. Yeah, it was so refreshing on that hot, sad night. Wow. I was so hot in my apartment earlier. I should have just cried. Yeah, you should have. (laughs) I was so dehydrated. I don't think I have any tears left, though. (laughs) Isn't that a crazy, like, kind of afterthought or something where it's like, I was crying and be like, huh, these tears aren't really hot tears. These are cold tears running down my face. I'll remember that for blah, blah, blah. Yep. Lindy says, you're probably just dreaming. And Chris is crying. And Lindy goes, actually, you know what? I know who did it. I know who killed me. I was thinking about that movie the other day. Oof, wow. That's why I was crying. Ah! Uh, that was a noise I haven't made before. No, I haven't heard that before. And Lindy says, I know who's doing it. It's me! Yeah. It's been me all along! When I read Lol. that this time around, I forgot that happened. I was like, what the fuck? So Lindy's been doing all that shit, you crazy loon? Lindy says, I just wanted to play a joke and see if I could scare you. Chris, you're such a nit. That's half a nitwit! <laughs> Why am I such a nitwit? Lol. And Chris says, rightfully, I'm never speaking to you again. As she should. And Chris says to herself, I have to think a way to pay her back. I'm going to pay back that bitch. So I just want to remind you, listener, that this whole book, nothing supernatural or crazy has happened. It's all been Lindy. You're right. It's all been Lindy. Wow. 
Oh, it's man. all been da- Lindy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the next day, Chris and Cody are walking home from school, and Chris says, "I, I just Cody. want a clue. Chris says, "It's so hot. I just want to jump into a pool of iced tea, like in those TV commercials." And Cody says, "With ice cubes and lemon." And Chris says, "Forget it." Actually, when I read that part, I, when he said "with ice cubes and lemon," when, like incredulously or whatever the word is, vocab Daniel smarter than I am, but whatever. I remember thinking, "Fuck yeah!" With ice cubes and lemon, my ass wants to jump in a fucking iced tea pool with lemon and ice cubes. Fuck yeah! Was that the day you cried? No. So. They just have that. They just have that tumultuous relationship. They really do. On again, off again. Well, Co- uh, Chris goes home. Uh, I just there's really no point to that except that weird line uh, in the book. It sounds good. Mm. Mm. Chris uh, goes home, and now for some strange reason, she just noticed a fold-up yellow piece of paper in 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 Mister Wood's pocket with some words on it, and she reads these words out loud. Karu Marie O'Donnelloma Malanu Carano. That's how I've always pictured it. You know what I was thinking? I'm crazy, first of all. But you know what I was thinking? What were you thinking? Listener, we've been thinking about getting about tattoos. And we've been thinking about getting <laughs> tattoos. And I you know, we've been joking about getting the tattoo Love Me, Love Jamie Lee, because yeah. we love Jamie Lee Curtis so much. Yeah. And I thought, what if I got those words tattooed on me? Ooh. Karu, let's see if I can do it with memory. Karu Marie O'Donnell Loma Molyneux Carano. Would, can would you, you do would it you still be, Yeah, Karu Marie O'Donnell Loma Molyneux Carano. Would, 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 would you... You're talking to the guy who you sent a letter to one time that literally just said Karu Marie O'Donnell Loma Molyneux Carano, and it's hanging up in my bedroom right now. That's all that was said in the letter that you sent me. So yeah, I'd get that tattooed. I'd get it tattooed on my fresh butt. <laughs> I might do it. You should. Life's too short. We'll probably be dead. We'll probably be, be dead next week. Probably. I think I might do it. Yeah. Well, after she reads those w- weird words out loud. After she reads those, after weird, she reads those weird words out loud. <laughs> Wait, oh, did, no. Oh, no. <laughs> did Mr. Wood's eyes just blink? No way. No way. So later that night, this is when things start getting real good. I know I already said that. But Mr. Powell begs Chris and Lindy to do their dummy show for their Please, neighbors, the Millers. I'll be your dad. To, to do it from Miss Miller. Miss Miller. So, uh, uh, this reminded me of Let's Get Invisible with Gran- Granny and Pop Pop. Yeah, it's, it's Granny and Poppy or whatever. Them, like, coming over and these old people that look like Q-tip heads exactly the same. Well, the Millers have slender pink faces topped with spongy white hair. They both have silver-framed bifocals with pointy noses, loose-fitting tan Bermuda, Bermuda shorts, shorts, and white cotton sports shirts. Interesting. That Think about very, that. That is very specific. Spongy white hair, I like that description. I do, very too. Good, Bob. Well, uh, so Lindy does her show first while, while they're all up. sipping their coffee, and she slays. She yeah. totally, Lindy's totally slays. She's a hard act to follow. And they love it, and the Millers squeeze each other's knees and oh, just turn. Oh, they're knee squeezers. They just turn red. And so now it's time for Chris. Chris is going to do a little show. Yeah. And Chris is like, all right, here we go. Ooh. And Mrs. Miller says, that's a nice looking dummy. And then Mr. Wood says out of nowhere, you're a nice looking dummy too. Yeah. And Chris gasps, and people go, where, where did that, I, I didn't say that, uh, but I didn't. And then then Mr. Wood says to Mr. Miller, is that a mustache? Or are you eating a rat? Ew. But I, I didn't say that. Oh, no, no. And they just 
they laugh uncomfortably, and Mr. Wood says, Don't laugh so hard, you might drop your false teeth. And how do you get your teeth that disgusting shade of yellow? Does your bad breath do that? Now, this is the part, the next part that made me laugh out loud when I was reading it. <laughs> What's that? And they said, the parents say, Chris, you need to apologize. She says, I'm not doing it. Chris, you need to apologize. And then Mr. Mr. Wood says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're so ugly. I'm sorry you're so old and stupid. Too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're so ugly. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're so old and you're so stupid. <laughs> this is, that's so hilarious to me. I think it's very funny. I think it's funny now when you're like 20 something, but I think it's also really funny for like, I think it's funny for kids to read that because it's, it's exciting. Like, and they get to call an old person someone stupid and ugly. <laughs> and so Chris says, I- I'm sorry, it wasn't me, and runs upstairs sobbing. And she's she's upstairs. No one's ever gonna believe her. No, ever. ever. I love this moment because Arlstein says she's Chris says she sweared and she didn't say anything, and she tugs at the sides of her hair. Ooh, the, her short short hair. And yes, she just tugs and tugs. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Uh, Lindy doesn't believe her. Calls her a copycat and says, "I've already done that joke." Oh wow, Chris is having a rough Ooh. day. And Chris gets Chris gets grounded for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Don't but her parents say you, but you can still do the concert. <sighs> Girl, I was actually nervous when I was reading this. I forgot exactly what happened at the concert, but I was like, "Wow, this okay. is a lot." Yeah. So cut to the spring concert. Chris is nervous. As she's she ner- should be. She is. She's scared. She's nervous. Mister Wood is gonna freak out, and she says, "No insults tonight, okay?" And then he blinks at her. It's scary. It is really scary. It's pretty scary. Now the woman that's running the concert is Mrs. Berman. Yeah. And Mrs. Berman is a large, heavy-set woman with several chins, a red lipsticked mouth, and black flowing hair. And next thing you know, it's time for Chris to start Before the concert. I was I was really um, giving giving in to when I was reading this, and I got nervous for Chris while I was reading this. I was like nervous to go on stage, which doesn't really happen in real life, but the way that Arlstein described it made me yes, nervous. Yes, he does. Arlstein does a great job in this book. Sometimes he's really, really Sometimes good. Sometimes he is really, really, really good. So uh, she goes on stage and she finds out the her microphone's too high for her. Lol, the audience starts laughing at her and Mrs. Berman goes to help her with the mic. And then Mr. Wood looks, Mr. Wood looks at Mrs. Berman and says, What time does the blimp go up? Your face reminds me of a ward I had removed. If we count your chins, will it tell us your age? And Mrs. Berman says, that's enough. And he says, you're more than enough. You're enough for two. If you got any bigger, you need your own zip code. Oh, and the audience is is uncomfortably laughing. And then the most fucked up thing in the entire... I think the most fucked up thing that's happened in the Goosebumps series so far It's happens. really twisted. Yeah. And Mrs. Berman says, I demand that you apologize to me right now and to the audience. And Mr. Wood says, apologize, apologize for this. And he tilts his head back, and green liquid spews out like a fire hose over the audience. Sick. It's putrid. It smells of sour milk, rotten eggs, burning rubber, decayed meat. It puddles over the stage and showers the front seats. And Chris is freaking out. She tries to cover his mouth, but the force is so strong she can't. It's so terrifying to think about. People start choking. People start gagging, and they run out of the auditorium. I'm gagging over this. Yeah. And Mrs. Berman says, I'm going to suspend you from school. I'm going to suspend you for life. I'm going to suspend you. I'm going to suspend you for life after what you've done. Bitch. Cut do. Mr. and Mrs. Powell are very upset with Chris. <sighs> wow. Chris is this mortified. Is it's, it's devastating. They decide to put Mr. Wood in the closet 
for good until they return him to the pawn shop. And Chris is in major trouble. Yeah, she is. So that night, she's in her room, and she sees the closet door open by itself. And a shadowy figure runs out the door, and she follows the figure to find out who it is. Shit's about to go down. And I was like, oh, you want to you want to know who it is? The shadowy figure that's running out of your closet? I'll it's Mr. You, Wood! I'll give you one guess, you dumb bitch. The crankiest of creatures in the whole wide world. Yeah. And when she, when she grabs Mr. Wood, I think this is so creepy, he hisses at her. <laughs> like the Bride of Frankenstein. Like it's, like it's Elsa Lanchester or something. Ooh, creepy. And giggles at her. And she says, I, I must be dreaming. I must be dreaming. I love this line. And he says, I'm not a dream. I'm a nightmare. Isn't this book so good? It's really good. This is where it's getting good. And <laughs> and she tries to grab him, but he has superhuman strength. And they start it's frightening because I think about it, I think of his loose arms that are just sleeves, and then there's wooden hands at the end of the sleeves. But being so strong, it's, yeah, it's frightening. they get in a t- they tumble down the stairs, and he tells her, "I'm in charge now. This, this is, is my house, house now. now." And they fight, and they punch, and they strangle each other, and it's, it's crazy. And Lindy wakes up, discovers them. And sees that Mr. Wood is alive. Sees it happening. Yes. So Lindy's on board now. Right. Believes Chris. And yes. goes to get the parents, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see. She, sc- oh, she screams to get the parents. I'm looking at my notes, listener. And Lindy says, this can't be real. This, ha- you're, this is a bad dream. This is a bad dream. And Chris is p- trying to pin Mr. Wood down. And Mr. Wood goes crazy yeah. and starts running down the stairs. And they get this continue to fight. Yes. And as soon as the parents show up, Mr. Wood is not is yeah, is, is limp dead. again. He's back to being Mr. Running. Wood is limp. Yeah. And <laughs> the parents are pissed. You know, and, but Chris goes, no, no, you don't don't understand. And starts shaking him. Says, he moves, he talks, he's alive. And then he crumples to the floor. Mm. I thought that image was so funny. Like, no, you don't understand. He's alive. Yeah, from the parents' perspective, they must look so crazy. And the parents say, we've had enough for going to bed. And as soon as the parents leave, Mr. Wood comes back to life and says, there's nothing you can do. You'll all be my slaves now. This is so funny that this is where, like, the whole slappy Mr. Wood thing is, like, becoming, people becoming their slave. Like, yeah, he's, Mr. Wood is determined to make them his slaves. Like, that's, like, the end. It's so weird. It's so specific. But, but Mr. Wood says, I'm alive. I'm alive once again, which I thought was weird. And he says, you brought me back to life by reading the ancient words from the ancient sorcerer. <laughs> huh? And she goes, I, well, I, she goes I, I, I know what I'll do. I'll read them again and I'll put him back to sleep. That's not going to work. Of course it doesn't work. And she says, well, uh, here's what we'll read do. Read them backwards. That's what I was thinking. Right. She says, we'll pull his head off. So she and Lindy try to pull his head off, but every time they, the harder they pull, the more he giggles, say, it tickles. (laughs) And he says, you can't kill me because I have powers. And they and Lindy goes, I have an idea. Let's cut his head off. Heads off. Let's cut his head off with scissors. So they start sawing his neck. He bites Chris, slaps her. Slappy. And giggles and says, violence, violence. It's so scary. I can hear the sirens. I can hear the sirens, sirens. They can't saw his head off with the scissors. They throw him in a suitcase. He escapes for a second. They throw him back in the suitcase. Yep. 
and um, they manage to, to, to wrangle him in. These are some things he says as they are wrangling him in. He says, um, we've got to think about what to do. He says, you have no need to think. You are my slaves. I'll start hurting the ones you love. Your parents, your friends, or maybe that disgusting dog that's always yapping at me. You must do as I tell you. I'll not run from you two. You are to be my slave. So he starts to run away for a second and says, I don't need to run. I'm... I- I, don't, I, I, won't, I won't give you the satisfaction of me running. I have too much dignity for that. You regret this. You will pay dearly for this. Now someone will die. It's so dark. It is. It's twisted. Ah. It's twisted. Messed up. Ah. You know that Carrie Underwood song? Oh, I forgot about that song. It's twisted. So they just they, they have an idea. They're going to go to the house next door that's under construction. There's yeah. a big pile of dirt, and they're going to shove the suitcase in that dirt. Yeah, that sounds good. Sure. And they do it. They do it, they do it, they do it. They drag the suitcase down, down the stairs. They try not to wake mom and dad. They bury him in the mound, and they go to bed. Yeah, in that cold, dewy grass. And that's how the book ends. That's great. So Thank we'll, you so much for listening, you guys. We do this thing with every book where we... Read. No, no, Wait! That's not the end. No. Chris goes downstairs because she's and she wakes up so happy on a Saturday morning. And Mrs. Powell's there and she's pissed. Yeah, she ain't having it. And Chris is like, "What's wrong, mum?" And and Mrs. Powell goes, "You know what's wrong," and points over to the kitchen table. No, sitting at the breakfast counter on a stool, and it's Mister Wood. <laughs> covered in dirt covered hair, in dirt and dirt. he's sitting there and he winks at her oh my god Lol. and then mr powell shows up and says we have to go we have to go we have to shop at the garden store let's go mrs we have to powell right now it's gonna rain it's gonna rain and chris says no please please don't leave me with the don't dummy me. please and mr mr powell says what is that dummy doing there i'm taking back to the pawn shop on monday what what is he doing at at that t- at the counter? And for me, I was I was surprised about how not pissed Mister Powell was. Hmm. They have consistently said if you talk about these dummies anymore, fight over them. We're going to take the dummy away. If you if you are there any more outbursts, we're going to take the dummy away. You're grounded for two weeks. The dummy spewed green liquid over the audience. How do you explain how, that? How do you explain, how do you explain that? that? And then she said, he, he says, put the dummy in the closet. You can never touch it again. And then he sees it again. And he's just like, oh, whatever. And the Mr. Wood blinks in front of the parents. They don't notice. They said, oh, we should go, start going. It's going to rain. And I loved this creepy early morning, 8.30 a.m. Stormy, stormy ambiance yes. that's happening. Yes, I, I love it. Love it. Love. And as soon as they leave, the parents leave, Mr. Wood swivels around on his stool. Wastes no time. And then Barky shows up for the only reason he's in the book. And so Mr. Wood starts choking the shit out of Barky. Starts choking him so much as I have to punish my slaves. Lindy shows up. She's wearing white tennis shorts and, and a, a mag- sleeveless magenta tee. Sleeveless magenta tee. Doesn't sleeveless magenta tee kind of sound like a drag queen? <laughs> I was saying it sounds like, I'll just take a cup of that sleeveless magenta Ooh, tea. Oh, it sounds like a good drink. I'm just really tired and thirsty and hungry right now. Me too. Magenta tea kind of sounds like a drag queen. Mm-hmm. Did I, did you get my text the other day about what I think is the funniest drag queen name I can think Hakunta of right now? Hakunta Matatas. Hakunta Matatas is the funniest drag queen name I can think of right now. Yeah. 
anyway that he starts choking Barky and starts killing Barky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a big, big fight. Barky ends up getting free and is choking and gasping for air. It's so sad and it dark. It is sad. It's... And Mr. Wood slaps Chris again. Is this the third time he slapped the shit out of Chris? Uh, that, that wooden hand smacking her face. And he bites her. He's, it's the second time he's bitten her, too. biting hurts, too. Ouch. I, I can hear that crunch right now. I can hear the sirens. Ugh. Um... Lindy does something amazing here, which I don't understand why they just don't do this in the first place. What? But picks up Mr. Wood by the legs and just starts slamming him <laughs> on the ground. Why don't, why don't you just pick him up and throw him, girls? I don't know. Why don't you run him over, girls? Because well, they're, they're 12. They start, you're right. That, that's the main reason. And they get him pinned down and they decide we're going to take him next door and flatten him with a steamroller. Yeah, there's those steamrollers next door, and we can just flatten him with the steamroller. Yeah, yeah, we'll just do that. And now it's thundering, and there's lightning outside, and it's so great. But oh no, Barky runs out and starts to run towards a steamroller. Now this gets a little convoluted. It for does me. get very convoluted, and you guys, if you've listened, you know how particular I get about the way a house is set up, the way the basements are set up. I like to understand every second of the book. Yeah, this gets really and confusing. I, this really confused me, but I. I guess there are two guys driving two separate steamrollers in the yard next yeah, to them. Yeah. And anyway, Barky runs out and runs towards one of the steamrollers. So they ha- the girls have to let go of Mr. Wood. So the girls run after Barky. And they dive on the grass for Barky. Yeah, and Barky thinks they're like playing a game, so he like keeps hopping and running around. And then at the last minute, Chris and Lindy roll out of the steamroller's path. I'm like, wait... How fast is a steamroller? It can't be that fast. the guy driving the steamroller, I know, would definitely see all this be going down. Wouldn't you, though? Yeah. Anyway, they get out of the path of the steamroller, and the guy yells, watch where you're going. And Mr. Wood is just hopping around, shouting, I'm free, I'm free, I'm so happy, I'm free. I'm free, I'm free. Yes. And then he turns and starts running, and coincidentally, accidentally, by serendipitously, Runs right into the path of another steamroller and immediately gets run over by it. And when he's run over by it... I'll always remember this. When he gets run over, there's... And it's also raining at this point, right? It is. It's, it's raining. Lightning it's lightning and raining. And raining. Always, this image Ooh. has always stayed with me. I see this this rainy house with the steamrollers working, and it rolls over him. And I feel like I don't know. If, I forget. There's a description of his head cracking or something like that. But I can hear that crack and it, a thick green gas and a hiss comes out. And this gas floats over the girls and up into the air and smells putrid and, and this big thick air. green cloud floats over them yeah the driver gets out and freaks out and thinks i just ran over kid i just ran over kid i just ran over kid and they said no 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 it was it's just fi- it's, it's fi- fine everything's good to be fine everything's good to be it's fine. just a dummy but mr wood is absolutely crushed his head is powder well when when the driver goes to pick him up just his head crumbles. Crumbles right? into powder. And he says, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And they say, it's fine. Just throw him away. It's no big deal. Who cares? Bye. And they're so happy. And they're so, so happy. And they're in the rain. And they've never felt more alive. Oh. And that magenta tea is just clinging to that Ooh. body. I don't know why I went there with <sighs> oh, that. Oh, God. That's awful, Daniel. And so they go upstairs. And they're like, oh, it's all over. It's over. Everything's over And forever. that's the end of the book. Yes. Credits. 
no, it's not. And they go upstairs and the curtains are blowing in the rain. And they realize, oh no, the rain is pouring over that chair where Slappy is always That's sitting. Slappy. And Chris goes to close it, close the window and goes, sorry, Slappy. And then Slappy grabs her arm and says, Hey, slave, is that other guy gone? I thought he'd never leave. Oh! So now, listener, we're going to do our favorite thing, which is to read the book. It's my uh, favorite thing for you. <laughs> is to read the book. We'll read the first paragraph and last paragraph of the book to yes. make it one short version of Night of the Living Dummy. Yes. Here it is. Mmm. 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 Hey, slave, is that other guy gone? The dummy asked in a throaty growl. I thought he'd never leave. Mm. So I gave this book an A minus when I graded it when I was 16 or whatever. I think I gave it a B plus, actually. Why that? Because because Chris and Lindy are such pills for the first half of the book. <laughs> such Allison pills. Once once Lindy admits that she's been pulling all those tricks about 60 pages in or whatever, then it, then it, I start I start to get my ghost. And then it gets more interesting to me, but they're so unlikable at the beginning that it was tedious a little bit reading some. What's of the matter? Books. Can I get your ghost, Bob? Yeah, so I think B plus is a respectable grade too. Don't get I it think twisted. I really enjoyed this book, and Night of Living Dummy two is it's, it much better. A it's a, sequel it's a stride, and it really is about Slappy, you know, not about Mister Wood. But I think this book is a little bit of a mess. Yeah. Mm, not as much of a mess as some some of the others. Yeah. Well, definitely not as much of a mess as some of the other books yeah, that we will read. Kind of like, oh, but it's... but it's like it's like such a fake out, which yeah. I like the fake out. But then I'm like, but then they read the yellow note. The yellow. Then Chris reads the yellow note, and then it's Mr. Wood, and has was that, and then it transfers to Slappy. And did you think about this? Ahead, did you think about this ahead of time? Yeah. It, it seems like one of those books where. And if the, and and bless it, bless this mess. Where Alstein just seemed to just write, and whatever happened happened, and it, yeah, it kind of seems like oh, it's nighttime. What's going to happen now? Kind and of this happens, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we'll do this, and yeah, we'll end with Slappy, and all that. Yeah, you know, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it either. I don't want it to sound like I'm I'm knocking it. Or my favorite thing is the cover. That's my favorite thing. There's nothing book. better. Maybe I'll get that tattoo. Yeah, on my back. Peru, Marie, O'Donnell, Loma, Malinu, Carano. Now, when they say it in the TV episode of Night of Living Dummy 2, we'll just get to it when you get to that episode, yeah. huh? Yeah, we They will. say it a little differently, but I think that's how you say it. I think so, too. What's next? Um, the Girl Who Cried Monster. That's a really good Gosh, one. Gosh, these early ones are so good. They're really, really great. It's so exciting. Well, thank you so much for listening, you guys. Yes, and yes. And all childhood nightmares from Slappy, or was it Mr. Wood? Ooh. What if I told you this whole time it was just me by myself, and I was throwing my voice and making it Matthew's voice. Very good. <laughs> it's me. It's me. Can you tell the difference? Oh, I want to hear your rap routine, Daniel. Sometimes I can't tell the difference between our voices. Mm, let me go play with my junk jewelry collection. Ooh, finger your charms. Mm, finger my earrings. Well, thank you so much for listening. We are so excited for our next book, so please join us. Yes. If, if you, you dare. dare.